Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1 Chapter 2, Section 2, Part 2 Jews of the Satan's Synagogue But, though the star angel of the Ecclesia of the Smyrnians was richly faithful in the midst of poverty and tribulation, the Spirit informs us that there existed in that city an institution of a hostile and rival character. Its rivalry is indicated by the claim of its founders to be Jews, who say they are Jews, and its hostility by the affirmation of the Spirit that they constituted a synagogue of the Satan. This was the church in Smyrna, as opposed to the Ecclesia of the Smyrnians. The church claimed to be Christian, and its clergy, apostles, in the sense of being successors of the apostles and ambassadors of Jesus Christ, who, in Ephesus, had been tried and found to be liars. It was from this synagogue that the raging dogs biting in secret, as Ignatius says, went forth to Ephesus, sowing their tares. The claim of this synagogue to be a Christian institution is discerned in the assertion of its members that they were Jews. All true believers immersed into Christ are Jews by adoption, so that for any natural-born Jews and Gentiles to affirm that they were such Jews was to declare that they were in Christ, and therefore Christians. The kingdom promised to them that love God, and are the called according to his purpose, is a Hebrew kingdom. Its territory is the land of Israel turned into paradise. The nation to inhabit it, the twelve tribes of Israel, cleansed from their iniquities, as the result of an intelligent and affectionate recognition of the anointed Jesus, and obedience to him as their king. Its princes, priests, and nobles of all ranks and degrees, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the prophets and apostles, and those Jews under the law, who walked in the steps of that faith of the father Abraham, which he had, being yet uncircumcised, or a Gentile. And those Jews after the day of Pentecost, who continued in Abraham's faith, affectionately recognising Jesus as the seed promised to him and Israel, and were immersed for his name. Luke 13, verse 28, Matthew 19, verses 27 to 29, and Romans 4, verse 12. To this point, all pertaining to the kingdom is Hebrew, from Abraham the Hebrew, to the appearance of Peter at the house of Cornelius, the Gentile proselyte 
of the gate. From the typical confirmation of the land covenant to Abraham, 430 years before the night of the exodus from Egypt, to the anti-typical confirmation of the same covenant in the crucifixion of Jesus, Genesis 15 verses 7 and 8 to 18, Exodus 12 verse 41 and 42, Matthew 26 verses 26 to 29, Romans 15 verse 8, and Galatians 3 verses 16 and 17. There was an interval of 2,187 years. In all this time, there was a peculiar people that had the mark or token of the land covenant in their flesh. This mark was placed there by circumcision. El Shaddai said to Abraham, A father of many nations have I constituted thee, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for a possession of the Olam, and I will be to them for Elohim. Then having commanded circumcision, he said, It shall be the token of the covenant between me and you, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for the covenant of the Olam of the thousand years. Genesis 17 verses 5, 8 and 11. This institution, in its mosaic practice by dwellers in the land of Canaan, was purely a matter of flesh. A mark indiscriminately born by the faithful and profane, by Judas as well as Jesus. The mere fact, therefore, of having the token of the covenant in the flesh, or of being a natural descendant of Abraham, confers no right to a joint inheritance of the land of Canaan when transformed into paradise. Hence the truth of what Jesus taught, that the flesh profiteth nothing. John 6, verse 63. For the promise to Abraham that he should be the heir of the world was not to him or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Romans 4 verses 13 and 14. When, therefore, we read the promises to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and David, they are to be interpreted as made to them and their seed, not because they were circumcised in flesh and were natural descendants of Abraham. For upon this principle, Ishmael and Esau's descendants would have an equal right to Canaan with the posterity of Jacob. But because they believed what God promised them and evinced their faith in doing what he commanded them, thus becoming subjects of a righteousness 
which is by faith. This being the case, some other definition of a Hebrew, Israelite or Jew and of circumcision became necessary. Hence, in the New Testament, we have the terms Hebrew of the Hebrews, Israelite indeed, a Jew inwardly, and circumcision of the heart. John 1 verse 47, Romans 2 verse 29, and 9 verse 6, Philippians 3 verse 5. These are phrases which resolve the descendants of Abraham into two classes, Israel after the flesh and Israel after the spirit. Referring to this division, Paul says, They are not all Israel who are of Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called, not in Ishmael or Esau. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Romans 9 verses 6 to 8. Thus Moses, Joshua, Samuel, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, and all the prophets, Jesus, and the apostles, and so forth, were Hebrews of the Hebrews, children of the kingdom, Israelites indeed, in whom there was no guile, Jews inwardly, who were circumcised in heart and ears. While Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, the sons of Eli, Saul, Absalom, Zedekiah, Judas, Caiaphas, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and such like, were the children of the kingdom to be cast into outer darkness. Jews outwardly, and of a circumcision which is outward in the flesh, according to the letter, of Israel, but not Israel, whose praise is of men, but not of God. Now if these children of Abraham's flesh are not the children of God because of unbelief and disobedience, what shall we say of faithless and rebellious Gentiles who are of no kin to the friend of God? If such affirm that they are Jews, are they not manifestly liars? If Judas or Caiaphas had affirmed that they were Jews inwardly, they would have lied. Much more than Gentiles of like character, who are Jews neither by nature nor faith. Seeing then that the flesh profiteth nothing, it is manifestly not necessary to be born a Jew and to be circumcised to become the Jew inwardly, and to be circumcised of heart. In this matter of becoming Jews, and of circumcision, upon the principle of subjection to the righteousness of faith, God has placed the descendants of Adam 
generally, and the posterity of Abraham in particular, upon common ground. We have proved, says Paul, that Jews and Gentiles are all under sin, and being all sinners, they have all become liable to punishment before God. Now the Hebrew kingdom in paradise is covenanted not to sinners of any race, but to the children of God by adoption. A man of any kindred, tongue, people or nation may become a son of God upon gospel principles, and if a son, then an heir of God and joint heir with Christ. Romans 8 verse 17. But in order to become a son, he must put on Christ, that he may be complete in him. Now Jesus is the Christ. Therefore, to put on Christ, he must put on Jesus. And this can only be done by believing the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, and being immersed into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Acts 8 verse 12 and Matthew 28 verse 19. If a man have believed these things and been baptised in consequence, he has consented to the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus and to the teaching which is according to godliness. He believes the promises covenanted to Abraham and to David. He believes that Jesus was son of God and son of David and therefore the anointed of God and that, though not the son of Joseph, he was a real man, and of the same nature as ourselves, that he really suffered death, was buried, and rose again, that he ascended into heaven, and now sits at the right hand of power, that he was delivered for the offences of the believers in the covenants of promise, and raised again, for their justification, and that he will return to Jerusalem in power, that he will raise the dead, and in cooperation with the righteous, acquire great glory in the conquest of the world and the regeneration of Israel and the nations. Having believed thus and been baptized, he patiently continues in well-doing, seeking for glory and honour and incorruptibility, that when Christ shall appear, he also may appear with him in the glory of the thousand years. Now to men of such faith and practice as this, the Apostle says, Ye are all the sons of deity, in the anointed Jesus, through the faith. For as many as have been immersed into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, 
for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3, verse 26. Thus, of twain, one new man is made, and he is called the Jew inwardly. Ephesians 2, verse 15. This inward Jew is multitudinous and consists of all in Christ, and because in Christ, in Abraham, believing men and women, slaves and freemen, Jews and Greeks, are all one in Christ, and being in Jesus, share with him in all his national, official and divine relations. He is a Jew, therefore all in him are Jews. He is son of the deity, therefore all in him are sons of God. He was circumcised, therefore all in him are circumcised by the circumcision of Christ. He is king and high priest. Therefore they are kings and priests for God. He is the Christ. Therefore all in him are his body, the mystical Christ. He is the seed of the woman, and of Abraham, and of David. Therefore all in him are their seed also. The righteousness of the law was fulfilled by him. Therefore the righteousness of that law is likewise fulfilled by all in him who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. In short, as no one can inherit the kingdom and glory of the paradise of the Elohim unless he become of the Jew, who is the circumcised son of Abraham, David, and the deity, priest, king, and anointed one of Israel, and the subject of the righteousness of God. And as men of all races are but sinners under the sentence of death, and therefore cannot acquire this position upon hereditary and natural principles, they can only become of the Jew, and therefore Jews, elementary parts of a majestic whole, by putting on Christ, by entering into him, and so being in him. By this arrangement, though by nature destitute and naked, they become complete, as saith the Apostle, Ye are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised. Colossians 2, verses 10 and 11.